Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heather Shaw is Kidding. I'm your host, Heather Shaw, and I'm kidding all the time, except when I say I'm a faggot. How are you doing? I hope your week has been uh, adequate, fine. Uh, Before we get into things, let me just remind you, if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you listen. Rate it. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I don't care what you say. Put, Put a period on there. That's the review. Just an exclamation point. Leave it mysterious. Say you got your period on the review. I don't care what you do. Leave a review. Uh, Rate and comment on uh, Spotify. If you don't do that, then you're plain and simple homophobic. What do you think about that? Huh? How's it feel to be anti-gay? Huh? Uh, If you want to support me even more than you already do now, uh, and you know I, I do need a lot of support. Have you seen my chest? Hello. Double F's up there. Is that even a cup size? I don't know. My cup size is a lowercase a. Uh, You can support me further by becoming a member on Patreon. What a beautiful community I have over there. Um, We are a cult. Clothing is optional. It is all digital, so we don't ask questions. It's kind of like the military in the early 2000s. Don't ask, don't tell. Uh, Over there at uh, patreon.com slash heathershawcomedy. Um, For as little as $3 a month, you can sponsor a gay. You know, and if you do, if you do support uh, my me on Patreon already, if you are a Patreon member, thank you for making the show possible. You're really doing it. Uh, okay, uh, last thing I want to go over is tour dates. Before last thing, I'm wrapping this podcast up. That's it. Thank you so much for listening, huh? Just the two minute podcast. That's where our attention span is going. By the way, with TikTok, it's you know podcasts are going to be 15 seconds, and then we're done. I'm going to get on a mic, I'm going to queef into it, and I'm going to say thank you until next time. Uh, tour dates. I will be in uh, Baltimore, February 7th. I'll be in Batavia, Illinois, February 21st. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, March 1st and 2nd. I'll be in Cleveland, Ohio, March 28th. Um, I'll also be in Indianapolis, St. Louis, and D.C. later in the year. I don't think the tickets are up for Indianapolis and St. Louis yet, but you can get all the other tickets at heathershawcomedy.com. You can also yell at me online to tell me where you want to see me uh, come live. I know a lot of people are saying Phoenix. I'm trying. A lot of people are saying Chicago. I'm trying. These cities aren't responding to me. I don't know what to do. I wish Lori Lightfoot, Lightfoot was still the mayor of Chicago. You know, I'd have a lesbian uh, in with the city of Chicago. But I've sent emails to clubs and they don't respond. They say, you're not Matt Reif. Fuck off. I'm trying. I'm trying. But it is just me. Remember, I have no representation here. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. I have a tiny violin playing right now as I say that. Um, but it is just me booking these shows. So, so be, be patient. I'm working on it, but all I can do is send fucking emails to clubs and them not respond. So, you know, maybe if you go and and throw a Molotov cocktail at the club, they'll book me. Don't do that. That's inciting violence. The Patreon was good this week. I, I discussed, uh, my experience on the Tamron Hall show, uh, got into it a bit, talked about what it was like, uh, meeting that Taylor Swift impersonator lady, uh, who walks around, dressed as Taylor Swift uh, and hires bodyguards out in public. I go into that. You know, if you want to hear the thoughts on that, you're going to have to pay. You know, I'm not going to say it on the free public podcast, my real feelings. The Patreon really is 
the bonus episodes you get every week, they come out every Sunday, they're personal. So the main episode, I, I cover pop culture and what's going on. And we've got a lot to discuss this week. Um, but uh, the Patreon is more personal. I kind of tell, you know, I have my fiance on there sometimes. I have my friends. Big Tim has been on there. That fat redneck. Uh, he lost a lot of weight. He lost 300 pounds. So now he's down to 600 pounds. Good for him. Uh, but yeah, so the Patreon is the bonus episode you're, you're getting when, you, when you're over there as a member is more personal stuff and shit talking. And if you like those two things, then hop on over there and sign up as a member. Cunt. All right. I'm sorry. That was aggressive. I've had one beer. Uh, Stella Artois 0.0% alcohol. I am sober. This is a great beer. They're not an, they're not a sponsor, obviously. Um, so hopefully this doesn't get taken down. Hopefully they're not, maybe they're homophobic. Maybe they're like, you know, what Bud Light used to be. And they'll hit me up and say, hey, stop, you Dylan Mulvaney lookalike. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, we got to talk about the NFL, baby. Oh, man, I made a video uh, last week before the games, and I got to say I called it. I 100% called it, and I don't say that as a, a brag or boasting. It's just, you know, if you have two eyes and a mind, you can put it together what's going to happen over there at the NFL. Um, I did say that the Chiefs were going to beat the Ravens and that the Niners would probably beat the Lions. And boy, oh boy, did they both do that. Um, how do you know? How do I know? Uh, you know, you can see the writing on the wall. You know, you can see the writing on the wall. Uh, the NFL loves Taylor Swift. She's been carded out there a bunch, um, her and Travis. Now, I'm, I'm still on the side of Travis and, and Taylor are a PR relationship. You can't convince me otherwise. Any couple that goes that hard into a relationship, that public into a relationship, and they're both very well-known people in their industries and in global superstars, you're not going to convince me that they just fell in love. Sorry. I'm not even like team, I've said it before, I'm not team like, Taylor's fucking a faggot. Taylor is a faggot. I'm not, I don't really care what she is. Uh, I kind of lean towards that just because of her track record with men. But also like Elizabeth Taylor had a track record with men and she was straight. Um, she's straight up dead now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team, that's a PR relationship. I think I've talked on it before. It's a very public Every time that, you know, he'd go to her show over in wherever the fuck, Brazil or wherever, and she got off stage and they made sure to kiss out in public, you know, when they were like three feet in, in front of a closed area that they could have stepped behind and kissed. But no, no, they made sure to kiss right out in public in front of everybody. I mean, the first time she went to Travis's game, they left in a convertible, very John F. Kennedy style, very risky. Uh, you know, they're lucky the government likes them. They left in a convertible after the first game. Very, very public. Also, who, you know, do we ever see football players leaving a game on their own in their own fucking convertible? I don't think so. Or if they are, they're not getting photographed because they don't have Taylor Swift in the passenger seat. It's all just a little too perfectly timed. And, you know, right at the beginning of their relationship, air quotes, to, you know, Travis has four million commercials that drop. Uh, if anything, they may be, just be a really good business couple. Another really good business couple is Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, I think Jay-Z and Beyonce got together because of love. I do think that they were together because, you know, I think Jay-Z's um, power and stature is, was attractive to Beyonce, but I think it's evolved or devolved into a 
business relationship. They're much more powerful and stronger together as billionaires than they are having to deal with the fallout of divorce. So, you know, it's, it's a smart move. It's a smart move for both sides, Travis and Taylor, to get together. It makes sense. I mean, the NFL has made 33 point whatever million dollars from Taylor Swift uh, showing up to games. They're, they're on the side of Taylor Swift. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you. If you're a betting person, bet the Chiefs. And I know I'm not saying this is a, I'm not bragging like I'm so, I can, you know, I've made a lot of bets throughout the, this year. This is the first year I've bet on games because it's legal here in Kentucky. I've had fun with it. I don't crazy gamble. My rule is don't bet anything. I'm not comfortable losing, you know? So these are tiny bets. I'm not betting like my house on games. I'm not a fucking idiot. But, uh, you know, I've lost bets uh, throughout the year. I've won more bets than, bets than I've lost on the NFL games, but I have lost bets. So I'm not like this, you know, I don't know what every game is going to turn out to be, but I can tell you what the Super Bowl is going to turn out to be. It's going to turn out to be the Chiefs winning. And Taylor Swift will be there. I mean, they have people tracking her flight, seeing how she can make it from Japan. Um, it's possible she'll be there. They'll win. It'll be a whole thing. Um, if you're a betting person, take the Chiefs. I don't know what, what you'll get. I think I would think that the Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl. So it's probably not, unless you're betting a shit ton, you're probably not going to make a lot. So I'm not even betting on the game. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to bet at all. I think it's not going to be uh, worth it. I mean, I bet like $10. I'm not like a fucking, I'm not raking in thousands of dollars from bets. I'm not Dave Portnoy, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I called it Taylor Swift showing up. The men are mad. I just stitched a guy on TikTok who, uh, boy, is he angry. He's so sick of seeing that goddamn blonde. He said, stop showing women at football games. I'm here to see men in tights with big butts and big muscles hit each other. And sometimes it looks like when they get real close, they might kiss. I want to watch that. Stop showing the pretty blonde lady. Ew. I'm not jealous that she's dating Travis Kelsey because secretly I want to blow Travis Kelsey. No, I just hate women. Why do I hate women? I don't know. Internalized misogyny. I'm gay. Any man that like publicly shits on Taylor Swift for being at NFL games or being like, it's too much Taylor Swift content is gay. You can't convince me otherwise. Shut up. Grow up. What are you talking about? So I, I said on the TikTok, I stitched this guy that was complaining his dick off. I mean, he might as well just said, please, Travis, date me instead. Uh, he was complaining about Taylor Swift being shown at the games and like how Swifties are annoying and like her music sucks. And it's like, dude, her music is not for you. Taylor Swift's music is not made for you, dude. You think she's in the studio? Like, how can I get Tyler on my side? What relates to Tyler, you know, coming quick in bed? Which can she? Maybe if she writes a song about coming quick. Maybe if she writes a song about not being able to get it up in front of the girl that you brought home from the bar because she doesn't look enough like Travis Kelsey. Holy shit. But I said on the stitch, I said, look, the game, the, the Chiefs-Ravens game was three hours long. And do you know how long uh, over the game that they showed tra uh, Taylor Swift on TV? How, what, how much time that amounts to that she was on your TV screen out of three hours? 24 seconds. 
She was shown a total of 24 seconds and this guy blew his fucking lid. And it's not just him. It's a lot of men. I mean, ESPN, you know, they're posting Taylor content because why not? It's going to get fucking views. It's going to get angry men. At this point, it's rage farming. I mean, anytime a sports Instagram account posts Taylor Swift, they know that they're going to have a shit ton of likes from the women and a shit ton of comments from, from angry men, you know? So it's it's a little rage baity, but it's it's a I mean, if you want to blow up on TikTok, just talk about Taylor Swift. Just or, you know, take some side and just talk about it. One side will hate it and one side will love it and you'll blow up. But the men are mad. They don't they don't want to see Taylor Swift. You know, and some guy tried to mansplain in the comment. Well, he just tried to explain. I, I really don't like the term mansplain because it's like he's a man that's explaining, you know, I mean, it's fine. He was like, we just, we just don't, we, we don't like her. It's not that we don't hate, we don't like women. It's that she's fucking annoying. You know, we don't like her music. And I'm like, it's not for you, dude. Again, the music is, it's like Barbie was not fucking made for you. Of course, you're not going to like it. It's fine. You know, I'm, I'm suspect of any man who says they enjoyed Barbie. It's like, you know, it's giving a guy painting his fingernails and telling you they love Taylor Swift so that they can get in your pants and then gaslight you later on. You know, I mean, men complaining about Taylor Swift's music sucking. It's like me complaining about Viagra. What are we doing? I have no fucking, it's not made for me, man. Imagine I get on here and just rant about Viagra sucking, how trash it is. That's what you fucking sound like, you insecure men. Uh, You know, I'm not even, I'm not really, I don't even think I'm a Swifty. What do I need to be to qualify as a Swifty? Do I have to be, I have to, please don't say Disney adult. God, but I can see a lot of Disney adults liking Swifty. Swift. I don't know, I I enjoy your music, but I'm not like a super duper fan. I just enjoy some of her songs, but you know, I mean, I have to defend herself. I have to defend Taylor Swift sometimes against these idiots. You know, and it's again, it's I'm not a Swifty. I'm not a hardcore Taylor Swift fan. It's just like, shut the fuck up. And I'm on the side of this whole relationship is fake. All of you are fucking falling for it. It's working. The NFL is raking in thirty three point two or thirty three point five million dollars since Taylor Swift started showing up to games. Everybody is making money off of us for believing this relationship. It's beautiful. It's working. You know, it really is, I mean, it better work. She has the best publicist in the world. Um, T-Pain. No, her publicist's name is Tree Pain, and it's just funny to think that it's the guy that's like, can I buy a drink? Just being like a fucking genius publicist. But it's working. You know, the men are riled up. The women are in love with football now. Everybody's happy. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl. It's a happy, it's a happy ending for all, except for the bitter men that, you know, they're not going to come that night. They're going to be bummed. But I can't, I can't wait for the Super I Honestly, the Super Bowl is my least favorite game of the football season. I'm a huge, huge NFL fan. And the Super Bowl is my least favorite game. It is, it is the most theatrical. Because I'm, I'm very much understanding the NFL is an entertainment business. I don't think it's 100% scripted. I think that they can sway games by having refs call certain calls and by refs not calling certain calls. And that's how you sway games. But like the, it's legit. It's a legit sport. These are legit athletes who have spent their entire lives playing the sport. Uh, they're not about to get to the professional level and then become, you know, musical Broadway musical actors. 
Um, but I, I don't think it's fully scripted. I think that we just sway games how we want them to sway them. And of course, the Chiefs were, you know, going to win that game. And they also are a really good team. So it's not that hard, you know, not to take away from the Chiefs. They're a really good team. But I digress. I don't know. It's working. The PR relationship is working. It's great. Uh, and now you got you got some weird shit happening with Taylor Swift now because of this. So this is what happens. The blowback of PR is not like some sniveling nerd on TikTok talking about how much he hates Taylor Swift. It's the Taylor Swift AI sex photos that are coming out now. <clears throat> Icky. I first saw one of these against my will. I did not go and search this up, but I follow um, some NFL meme pages, you know, cause I'm a fucking 12 year old boy. And I was looking at one last week and the last slide was a fucking AI picture of Taylor Swift clearly getting gang banged in the chiefs locker room by chiefs players. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck? It was, uh, it's, it's disturbing. It's disturbing because it's clearly AI to most of our trained, uh, you know, internet eyes. So if you're, if you're aware of the internet on the level that most millennials, most Gen Z people are, even some Gen, Gen Xers as well, anybody that kind of grew up on the internet is aware that it's AI. But I'm telling you, the boomers on Facebook are going to see these photos of Taylor Swift getting, you know, finger banged by a Chiefs fan. And they're going to think that Taylor Swift got finger banged by a Chiefs fan. And that's real concerning. It's not good. Uh, there were a bunch of these AI photos. I haven't, I, I, I looked up a little of them just to get a context around what else was out there. They are hard to find, so that's good. I had to go to the black web and sell a kidney, but I did find some photos and it was worth it. I felt icky searching it, but the good news is on Google Im Images, you can't, I mean, it doesn't come up easily. Uh, I think they were over there on Twitter for a while. I refuse to call it X. You know, I don't want to think about any of my X's, so I'm just going to call it Twitter. But these photos are rough. You know, uh, they're not, Taylor Swift is not uh, happy about it. She's upset about it. I would be too. You should be concerned um, because it starts with Taylor Swift and it ends with you or your mother or a woman in your life you know or a man in your life you know. It ends with the common people and it come, it, it's coming for us. And the revenge porn is going to take on a new meaning with AI. Uh, and I think if we don't uh, get, a, get a hold on it now, it's going to really take off and going to be really shitty to the point where like, hey, if somebody has a crush on somebody at work that they have no chance with, some weird creepy guy has a crush on the hot girl in HR, he's going to be able to go home and generate AI images of her sucking his dick. It's going to come to that. That will be the future. And that's fucking terrifying because, you know, we're not out here making porn against our will. Um, but AI can make sure that we are out here making porn against our will. Do you want to see me on all fours, gaping asshole? If you said yes, seek help. Taylor Swift is a White House talking about these photos. It's it's not good. I don't know who. I don't know how any of this generated. It's you know probably some weird creepy men. Obviously men. They're a hundred percent men made this. There's no way a woman would. Uh, I think they've taken down all the photos mostly that they could on X. I read. Oh God, Twitter. God, I, I almost went against my own rule. I'm not going to say X. 
Um, but it's the photos are out there, and uh, I don't know how they're going to put a stop to it. I saw an article that said Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, which I call him Nutella. <coughs> Mouth fart, sorry. The Microsoft CEO has called on the tech industry to take action after viral AI pornographic photos of Taylor Swift circulated. The tech leader expressed grave concern and urgency to do something now. He told Lester Holt, that hot piece of ass, love me some Lester Holt. He told Lester Holt in an interview set to air on NBC News, we have to act. The Microsoft CEO is saying, we've got to act on these. How could these monsters of AI do this? That's like, you know, the drug dealer who sells drugs all day is real upset about how much fentanyl is getting out there. We've got to act on this fentanyl, guys. We only wanted to push drugs that got you kind of happy high, not the ones that kill you. We've got to act. It's a bit hypocritical. It's like, dude, you're the CEO of Microsoft. You introduced this to the world. You and other tech giants brought this AI into the world. And there's no turning back now. Who is we? What do you mean we have to act? You have to act. You and all of your other tech giant buddies, you've already fucked up. The fact that Taylor Swift getting bent over in AI is out there, it's too fucking late. It's over. I don't know. I'm, I, I think Taylor Swift isn't sue happy. I think she's happy to sue when needed. And I think she's probably, I don't know how you, who you're going to sue. It'd be funny if she shows up to court and she just, you know, a robot is there and she's just suing the robot. It's really shitty. You know, I mean, I would, poor Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, uh, they're gross photos. They're not photos I want to see. And these are photos that are going to be taken seriously by people that are not literate online. And we talk about it before, the boomers, man. If they're on Facebook doing those copy-paste statuses about Facebook can't steal my identity if I post this status, share and copy and paste so Facebook can't steal your identity and your dog, then they're going to look at these AI photos and think it's real. And it doesn't just stop with celebrities. I mean, do you remember when when fake porn used to just be Lois, Lois Griffin getting bent over by Quagmire? Those were the days, huh? If you wanted to masturbate to, to cartoons, it was a cartoon. There was no question. Now it's like, you know, it could be anybody. If you want to see Rosie O'Donnell and Melissa Etheridge scissoring it up, go to AI. You know, Taylor Swift is the biggest star on the, on the planet right now. It's going to start with her and it's going to trickle down to everyone you know. It's really fucked up. It reminds me of that uh, revenge porn website. Do you remember the the uh, millennial revenge porn website called You Up? Holy shit! This I mean I remember being I don't know maybe late 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 teens, maybe early twenties when this thing was active and hopping and popping, and it was it was revenge porn. And the creator of the website I think his name was Hunter. What a douchey name. You know, he looks like every elder emo millennial out there now. Um, he created this website where, you it, you know, men that were scorned by lovers or, you know, their exes, they would send in nudes that they had gotten from their, from their exes or people they've hooked up with, whoever, and then he would just post them. You know, so if you, you're a woman and you send some guy a nude, while you're talking and hooking up and then things go sour and a month later, your naked photo is up for everyone to see. 
and then it would tag your, you know, Facebook or MySpace. I don't remember what it was, but it was like full on revenge porn for everyone to see. Um, girls that women that were like, you know, probably drunk taking photos. It was very, it was the next step from like the evolution of girls gone wild to you up to now we're at AI porn. Like it's, it's, it's just another progression of it. So they did, they did prosecute that kid Hunter who uh, started that website you up. He went to prison for a little. He probably sucked a lot of dick. I think he's out now. Who knows what he does? He probably manages like a radio shack, you know, um, it's just, it's not good. It's scary. And, uh, I do feel bad for a billionaire Taylor Swift, which usually I don't, but in this case, man, I feel bad. It's not good. Don't look up those photos. Just take my word for it. It's just, it's like, you know, you, you can tell it's AI, but it's, it's, uh, you know, your mom probably can't tell it's AI. Your dad's already jacked off to it three times. Let's be real. Um, so, oh, you know, and I also wanted to say one more thing about how I, why I think the Taylor and Travis relationship is fake. It's because I was watching a clip on TikTok of the latest episode of, or the episode after um, the Bills Chiefs game where uh, Jason Kelsey was in the uh, suite with everybody, with Taylor Swift and his wife, and he did the shirtless thing, and it was great. Love Jason Kelsey. But he mentioned on that podcast that that was the first time he was meeting Taylor Swift. And I, that got a little, that seemed weird to me. I know him and him and Travis are busy and probably don't meet up that much. I mean, they were doing, they were both playing at the same time. Um, but I just thought if they had been dating for five months or six months, he would have met her already. And for her, him to be meeting her the first time in the suite at the football game seemed a little fishy to me. Seems a little like not a real relationship. I don't know. That was just another one I wanted to put out there. I know a lot of people think it's real and I want people to think it's real so that everybody involved can make as much money as possible because these people don't have enough money. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in the NFL, they're all struggling. So it's good that you believe their little cute storyline. You know, they need the money. Get a Pfizer shot. All right. Speaking of uh, Pfizer shots, let's get into some ads, baby. We got a new ad this week. We got a new sponsor. I'm so excited. It's great. As I sip my warm Stella Artois beer. But what I wish I had with me right now is some coffee. It's a little late at night for for some coffee or else I'd have some. But you know what I'm going to be talking about? It's Valentine's Day. What better time than Valentine's Day to sign up for a new cute coffee subscription for your boo bag that hopefully will never have AI porn affiliated with them? Lucy Brown coffee. That's what I'm talking about, man. We've been talking about it every episode. It's the best coffee. And now is the best time to sign up for their coffee subscription. It's a cute little Valentine's Day gift. Every month they get some coffee right to their door. They'll think of you. They'll think of how much they want to suck on your genitals. It's great. It's a win-win. What are we doing? Enjoy coffee from Lucy Brown coffee bar without ever leaving the comfort of your home. Lucy Brown is offering coffee subscriptions. You simply fill out the form on their website and you get coffee beans from different and exciting roasters sent straight to your door, starting at just $20 a month. What are we doing? Get on this. This is a great deal. You're supporting a beautiful coffee shop here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, It's queer owned. If you're queer, if you're a little queer out there, support, baby. Come on. 
Visit LucyBrownCoffee.com, that's L-U-S-S-I BrownCoffee.com, and follow the coffee subscription button to get signed up today. And if you use the code, the promo code, Taylor Swift AI Porn, no, I'm kidding, that, don't use that code. That'll just get you banned on the internet. If you use the code Heather Shaw is kidding, you'll get 10% off your first order. Get it now, baby. LucyBrownCoffee.com. All right. Second sponsor. Let's give it up for the first time we're doing this for this one. This is the Other Autism Podcast. I'm so excited to be talking about this. I'm excited. I'm probably, I'm going to be listening to this podcast Uh, Because I've got some questions and I hope they have some answers. Have you ever wondered if you might be autistic? Don't even answer that. I know the answer is yes. I already know. You're on TikTok all day. We get it. Or maybe, maybe you were recently diagnosed and now you're trying to understand the tism and your place in the autistic community. Is that what is happening with you? Maybe that's what it is. Either way, the Other Autism Podcast is here to help. Each episode, your host, Kristen, brings you interviews with autistic folks who were diagnosed as adults. So this is what it's like uh, from people who were diagnosed later in life. This isn't some, you know, six-year-old with autism. This is somebody who was diagnosed later on as adults. You'll hear what it was like for them going undiagnosed for most of their lives, and then how they came to terms with their autistic identities later on. It's real interesting stuff. I love it. The Other Autism Podcast also covers the latest in autism research and topics at the forefront of autistic culture and scholarship. It's got it all, man. This podcast has all the tism, all the tism you need. That better be the tagline for it. This is all the autistic material you could need, the autistic adult material you could need. You know what I mean? If you are autistic or wondering if you might be, you're a little questioning there, like LBGTQ, but just for autism. Uh, the other autism podcast helps you feel more informed and less alone. You can find the other autism podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including MySpace. That's a joke, but maybe, I don't know. Is it out there? Listen to the other autism podcast while sipping on some Lucy Brown coffee. You're going to be living a great life. Are you kidding me? Get with it. All right. Speaking of autism, I wanted to talk about love on the spectrum, baby. What a fucking show, huh? Has everybody has everybody watched it out there? I hope so. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful show. I enjoy it. Uh, it makes me feel uh, warm inside. You know what I mean? I feel like I have a little UTI. No, it makes me feel good. I love it. It's a show on Netflix. If you're not familiar with it, I'm not going to explain it to you. You just got to go figure it out on your own. Uh, it makes me feel good. I've got thoughts. I would die for Connor. I would do anything for Connor and his mother. Anything. That whole family. If they needed me to watch their dogs, I'll do it. I'll do anything they want. If I, they just want me to sit there and watch Connor's sword collection all day, I'll do it. I fucking love that family. Everybody on the show is great. Tanner, I would murder somebody for Tanner. If somebody hurt Tanner, if, if somebody hurt Tanner's feelings, I'm fucking coming for you, man. And I know it's a man. Because why would a woman do that? Uh, I love, uh, the show is amazing. I see some people on TikTok that are kind of like, you know, TikTok is the new, it's the visual Twitter where there's discourse happening on everything. And then there's discourse on the discourse. And then there's discourse on the discourse of the thing that's happening with discourse. It's like, it's never ending. But I see people on TikTok shitting on Love on the Spectrum, which, how is that even possible? That is the most heartwarming show. 
Um, it's showing different levels of autism. You know what I mean? Uh, it's showing the true spectrum. I will say they don't have, you know, nonverbal autistic people on there. Uh, I don't think that that would be, you know, and I feel a little exploitative and also like, where, what are we going to do with that? You know, but there is a full spectrum. Um, last, the first season of the U S version, uh, they did have someone who was autistic. I forget her name, but she was like very not autistic. You know what I mean? I mean, she just, you know, she had like a, a special interest in like stamps, but she was fine. Uh, I think her name was Caitlin or something. She didn't come back, but I do like that they show different kinds, different levels of it. Um, it doesn't feel exploitative to me. A lot of, some people are getting on TikTok like this. It's just, just feels grimy. It feels like they're infantilizing people with autism. And it's like, you know, I don't know. It feels like you're infantilizing it a bit by saying that, you know, these, these people on, uh, love on the spectrum have no say in their life and they do have very much a say in their life. I mean, they signed away their, their, the forms to be on the show. They understand the show. I mean, they, they nod to it in the show. They talk about the cameras in the show. They're not, you know, they're aware the family. I don't think any of the families would have their children on if they weren't a hundred percent sure that it would, it was fine and they feel comfortable with it. Nobody seems like uh, fame whores on the show. You know, nobody seems advantageous. They all just seem like very good families. Again, cameras are around. I get it. People are on their best behavior. But, you know, truly, it doesn't seem like anybody is on this show for any other reason than to show that, hey, this is what autism is and this is what it's like living with it. And, you know, and and people on the spectrum deserve love as much as anybody else and want love as much as anybody else. And they just have, you know, different ways of going about it. And it's it's such a beautiful show. Tanner, I will say my only thing, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm trying not to be harsh about this. Tanner deserved a better date. Okay, producers, you hear me? Tanner deserved a better date. And it's not because she had Down syndrome. I know what you're thinking. If you're familiar with the show, he, he went on a couple dates with this girl who had Down syndrome. And I don't think it was a Down syndrome. She was just boring. Okay. She didn't talk much and it could have been that she was down with the syndrome and that's fine. You know, I know plenty of jovial people with, with Down syndrome and by no, I, I, I mean, I've seen them somewhere. You know, a friend growing up had an uncle who had Down syndrome and he was outgoing as hell. He loved a good hump, but he was outgoing as hell. Uh, he would get sent home from school a lot for uh, humping the gym floor. But that's, I mean, I did that a lot in high school. Who fucking cares? Tanner deserved a better date. His date was quiet. Her name was Kate, I think. She was so sweet, but he was so outgoing. And I was like, he needs somebody who's just as outgoing. He's got a golden retriever energy. He can't be with a black cat. You know, he's got to have another golden retriever there so they can like look at the chimps in the zoo together and freak out. I wish he had a better date. But other than that, it was beautiful. I loved it. Uh, you know, I, I always want more. I think it's short, you know, I think there's only like four or five episodes in a season. I wish there were 10, you know, I, I wish, I, I hope they come back with more. I, I think they were filmed a while ago, like 2020 or something. Um, there's, there's the, there's a, a woman with her boyfriend, David, I forget her name. I think it's my, maybe Abby. She's on TikTok as well. She is fucking great. She's fucking great, dude. They, I mean, they went to Africa this season. It's just fucking great. If you haven't seen the show, you're like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? And is she autistic? And maybe, I don't know. I haven't gotten tested. You can't have autism if you don't get tested. 
So we'll see. All right, let's jump over to a little Nicki and Nicki Minaj and Meg beef. I'm kind of sick of it. Again, if you don't know anything about this, uh, boy, you really aren't on TikTok a lot. Or your your algorithm is just, I don't know what you're seeing on TikTok. I'm seeing fucking Meg and Nicki nonstop. <sighs> I love the Meg song. I think it was great. It's called Hiss. It's fantastic. Nicki Minaj heard one line uh, about a shot to Nicki Minaj's husband. And uh, she freaked the fuck out. Is Nicki Minaj on drugs? Maybe. Uh, allegedly, a lot of past cocaine users have said, hey, this cadence that she's speaking with sounds familiar. The way she's going on live for four hours and uh, nonstop saying the same things over and over sounds real familiar. Reminds me of my binges. I've done cocaine. It reminded me of that as well. It reminded me of when I did cocaine, I would say, hey, take my phone away from me. Because the things that don't mix are cocaine and social media. Holy shit. When I was doing coke, if I had my phone, it'd be like, tweet, 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 tweet. I wouldn't do that. But uh, allegedly, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe that's just who she is. I don't know. I'm not a big Nicki Minaj stan. I'm kind of freaked out by the Nicki Minaj stands. They doxed (laughs) this gay kid on TikTok this kid's a little harsh. I think he he said he or they. I don't know. I think he has different pronouns. I'm going to say he, and I'm sorry if I misgender you, dude. Um, he got doxxed. He, he's, he said himself he has, speaking of autism, he, he's a bit autistic, so he speaks very bluntly. I enjoy it. I It's great. He would be a great salesperson or, you know, a, part, a captain on a debate team. He's very, he spits the facts out fast, you know? He made a harsh video uh, critiquing uh, Nicki Minaj and his fa- and her fans came for him and got his account, account banned. Now, he had 1.4 million followers on TikTok and they got his account banned. I think he's back now. I think he got back or they. I'm sorry. I, if they are non-binary, I'm sorry. I don't know for sure. So I'm just going to say he. Um, but I think he, they got their account back. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they... Nikki, what are they called? Barbs? Yeah. They'll get you. If you speak ill of the queen, they'll they'll fucking remove your TikTok account. Mass report you. I don't know who they're defending. You know, Nicki Minaj wouldn't piss on them to put them out if they were on fire. And they're over here de- defending her. I mean, I'm on, you know, I have no uh, dog in the fight. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see. I like a little coked up Minaj. That's fun. Allegedly coked up. It's fun to see that. You don't see many celebrities... Uh, really just fully going in, living on Instagram Live for hours on end, just repeating words and not being on camera and just saying weird shit, you know? You look it up on TikTok if you haven't seen the videos. If you haven't seen the videos, you've got to get it together, man. You got to keep keep it up with the current events. It's very good. At first, when all of this came out, the cynic in me thought, oh, they're in on this together. Right. So Meg releases the dish. It's like you scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. I'm going to release a vaguely coded uh, diss track, Nikki, and then you can come back and and diss me and we'll both get PR because we're releasing music and it's great. At first, I thought that's probably what's happening, you know, whatever. But seeing the way Nicki Minaj has been acting on social media, I mean, she's been commenting on 
TikToks that have like 20,000 followers or less shitting on people. She's a, she's acting like a peasant. She's not acting like a queen. You know, it's real concerning. Um, so when I saw her behavior online, I started thinking that this wasn't an, a mutual agreement between two rap artists that, hey, let's lift ourselves up. Let's make up this little beef. We'll get some, you know, we'll get, we'll both get shit out of it. I'm starting to think it's, it's real because Nicki Minaj is losing all credibility and she'll probably be in rehab in the next, within the next three months, allegedly for something. I don't know. God, I hope she won't comment on this. Nobody show this to her. I don't need that. I love you, Barb's. I think there, I love uh, a good solid fan base. I love anybody who's delusional to think that they would, uh, take a bullet for a pop star or a rap star. That's great. Sure. Mm-hmm. Look, I love Lana Del Rey. You know, I'm not going to defend her at all. When people are like, Lana Del Rey's a Republican, I'm like, okay, great. How does that affect me? I'm not, I'm not about to go to bat for Lana Del Rey. Her name spelled backwards is anal. I'm done. It's very interesting. We'll see how... how wh- wh- I'm more interested to see what happens with Nicki Minaj. Is she going to release a state? Is she going to come down from the alleged drug she's taking and go, what the fuck? Because when you're in that high and you're on social media, everything seems fine and you're good and you're you're tweeting and you're on Instagram and everything's coming out and you release this track that is kind of lackluster. It's not very good clapback. But then when you come down and you're like, what the fuck did I do? Like that's going to eventually hit her and it's going to hit her hard. It's going to be weird. So we'll see if Nicki Minaj... I don't know. Maybe she just lays low, you know, lays low in the snow, if you know what I mean. The blow. Um, we'll see. But Meg is, Meg is winning that beef. She, she released one track. She made some shots at Drake about him dissing women with BBL scars, and he's got the scars on his body. Apparently, he's had liposuction to kind of have his abs come out more. Who knows? I don't fucking care. I mean, I do not care. If you're an A-list celebrity, I'm assuming you've had work done. There are very, very, very few A-list celebrities. I don't know if there's any A-list celebrities that haven't had work done. There are Z-list celebrities getting work done. You think the A-listers aren't? There's not a natural fucking piece of skin in all of LA. In all of the A-list community, you think anybody's natural? Get the fuck out of here. Everyone has work. I saw a picture of Judge Judy recently. Holy fuck. They've pinned her ears to the back of her head. She's had like 3,000 facelifts. She looks great. You know, she looks tight. She looks like, you know, if she blinks too hard, things are going to, the seams are going to start to pop. But everybody has work done. And that's a fucking TV judge. You know, Uh, it's real. It's real funny when people are like, they wouldn't have, male and female. Drake has had work done. Allegedly. I mean, any but any A-list person you're thinking of right now in your head, you're thinking, Tom Hanks, work done. Tom Cruise, yes, work done. Tom Cruise, if he could remove the gay gene from his body, he would have that work done yesterday. Everybody's had work done. Justin Timberlake is 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 mounting a comeback, and nobody asked for it. I I mean, I can't with this guy. I used to love Justin Timberlake. His first two albums. Justified and then Future Sex Love Sounds or whatever the fuck that was. The the best. I loved Justin Timberlake. And then I got a little bit older and I realized Justin Timberlake's kind of a douchebag. 
like he's got douchey vibes and he, he's always had douchey vibes, but I was an in-sinker and I was young and impressionable and he was hot and he sang well and he could dance and he was banging all the women I wish I could bang as a 16 year old. Uh, but he's a douchebag. And I think he's got fake hair now. There's no way that that bad hair is real. He dances like, you know, your drunk, you know, dad at a wedding. You know, he's fallen off a little. He's got, uh, he's coming out with a new, new uh, single called Selfish, which I'm unimpressed by. I mean, for the last, like, all the songs that Justin Timberlake has released in the past 15 years have been so bad. Who is, I mean, it's made for moms in Minnesota. It's made for my mom. It's what I call music that plays at Ross Dress for Less. It'll be at TJ Maxx soon. You know, it's like this was made for shopping at Marshall's. Bells. You know, it's just, it's so bad. That stupid fucking song. Uh, oh, God. It was so bad. That song he made. Don't snap the feeling. Kill me. Ew, I hate positive pop songs like that. Like Pharrell's Happy makes me want to shoot up a school. If I hear Happy, I want to murder somebody. I hate positive pop music like that. Shut up. Oh my God, but his his new single is so boring. Oh, he's so boring. Nobody asked for you, Justin. We already know what happened. We already know, I mean, Brittany wanted an abortion. Now listen, was that probably the best idea? Yeah. Yeah. Justin Timberlake saying, hey, you should get an abortion was probably the best idea. Let's be real. You know, they're at the height of their career. He doesn't want a kid with her. Uh, it would have been weird. He doesn't want to be stuck and tied to her for the rest of his life. He saw what was coming, what was happening. She walks in gas stations bare, barefoot. But, you know, in her book, she says after the abortion, she was on the bathroom floor crying and he he tried to console her by pulling out his guitar and playing a song. You know, I mean, that's douche. That's a, a level of douche that is insane. And then the whole, you know, them having sex for the first time and she's saying, is it in yet? And he said, yeah, it's been in. You know, that's funny. Now now that's all I think about. Nobody, I, I don't know anybody that wants a Justin Timberlake comeback other than, you know, maybe moms. You know, moms who listen to Pink. I would listen to Pink all day over Justin Timberlake. I like his first two albums and then I'm done. Everything after Future Sex Love Songs, I want out of my face. It's like you're my mirror. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up and stop cheating on Jessica Biel, allegedly. Go play golf, you little micro-penis Timberlake. And this is coming from somebody who used to love him, but I just can't. He's so corny now. He's such a cornball. I think Kathy Griffin said it best about um, Justin Timberlake. He like wanted for a while there, he wanted to be black so bad until it was time to be black. Like he wanted to be like the yo, yo, what's up black. And then the minute he gets pulled over by a cop, he's like, yes, sir, officer. Hello. I'm very white. You know, he's that kind of guy. It's like so gross. Ew. Justin Bieber was kind of like that for a while, but Justin Bieber was a teenager. He was like early twenties. You know, Justin, Justin Timberlake is like, ew, no one is asking for him. And if you're asking for Justin Timberlake, uh, seek therapy. Get on BetterHelp. You deserve better help at that point. Woo, baby. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of 90s pop stars coming through. Nick Lachey, I stitched a video of his that was just absolutely brutal. He's covering a Halsey song. First of all, who is doing that? Who says, let me cover Halsey? 
the best video ever made of Halsey was when she was in the mall singing Blink-182. Don't waste your time. <laughs> and you want to cover that, Nick Lachey? Shut up. Go host a reality dating show with your wife, please. You know, I don't, I, like I said on TikTok, I don't, he hosts reality dating shows for a living. You know, it's like little people find big love or, you know, drunk island, fentanyl island. Fentanyl and in love. <laughs> Finding love with fentanyl. That should be the next show he hosts. I mean, it's all really weird. He's just a reality show host now with his wife, Vanessa something. I don't remember her name. She's an innocent bystander in this one. But she married Nick Lachey, so how innocent can she be? I don't know. He's weird. I saw a TikTok, Christina Aguilera. She looks great. She doesn't look like herself. Work done. I don't know where the fuck Christina Aguilera is. I feel like she pulled the Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan lives in like Dubai or something. She has a kid. I love it. Lindsay Lohan said, give me the fuck out of the spotlight. I've had enough. I live in Greece or Turks and Caicos. I don't know. Trinidad and Tobago. Where the fuck is Lindsay Lohan? I love it. All right, let's get into movie reviews before I wrap this episode up. I've had a, I've had a fun time ranting. I hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, I'm kidding. Please don't, please don't cancel me for anything I said. If you want to cancel me for saying that Tanner's down syndrome girl date was boring. Sorry, I'm just speaking my opinion truth. Um, I did see poor things last week. Um, and I gotta say, I wish I didn't. I'm good. I'm real good. I liked um, the other film that this guy did called The Favorite. And Emma Stone was in that as well. The Favorite is very, very good. It's got Olivia something. I'm really good with this stuff, huh? Her name's Olivia. I don't know. Look it up. This is the whole podcast is just me being like, why don't you already know this? Um, but Poor Things I did not enjoy. Poor Things was um, my number one complaint and it's always my number one complaint with movies nowadays. Too fucking long. It's too goddamn long. I, you lose me after a, an hour and 45 minutes, I am ready to go. I'm done. This movie was two hours and 20 minutes. Blow my fucking brain out. I mean, I rather would be listening to Happy by Pharrell. That's how much I don't like long movies. It was a little masturbatory. You know, it really it it really was like chewing on some scenery. Some of the shit could have been cut. It's a lot of sex scenes, which is fine with me. I don't really care, except it's kind of creepy because Emma Stone has like the brain of a child at some points. And she kind of speaks like an autistic, like somebody on Love on the Spectrum. She really does. I mean, the title for the, sh- for the movie could have been called The Autistic Who Has Sex a lot the sexy autist. Like it was, she, you know, by the end of the film, she, she was more, you know, developed, but, uh, yeah, the beginning of the film, she's got, she's got a child's brain and she's out there finger, finger banging herself and like fucking Mark Ruffalo. Great, great, um, performances by Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Fantastic. But I, you know, I didn't really care. It was like, you know, if, you know, what if Frankenstein had a whore, you know, um, it was, I don't know. I just, I, I left underwhelmed. My, my fiance loved it. Um, it was, it was pretty to look at, but also very fake looking, you know, it was all very CGI. I don't, I'm not a big fan of like, obviously CGI fake scenes. I don't like it. You know, I'm just like, give me a good drama or documentary. We're never going to get any good comedies again. So I'm just like, I'll just watch some good dramas and documentary, but I didn't like poor things. You know, if you want to see an autistic person get banged and, and fucked a lot, then go see it. You'll like it. Willem Dafoe was great in it. 
Um, but ah, underwhelming. Don't really care. And again, once you're once you hit past like an, an hour forty five of the movie, I'm fucking I'm livid at you. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. And now I'm going to hate watch it. And now I'm going to be seething in my seat. I just I don't have the attention span for it. I've got TikTok brain rot. I know it's my fault. I can't appreciate two hour long movies, but every fucking movie is two hours long. And then at home, uh, this past weekend, I watched American Nightmare. It's a documentary on Netflix. That is uh, infuriating, frustrating to watch, confusing at first. Very good story. Um, Basically, uh, a story that kind of emulates Gone Girl for a little until it doesn't, as the woman who they thought was faking her kidnapping was actually kidnapped. She was actually kidnapped and raped um, and returned, which you never hear about. It's very interesting because she got kidnapped, raped, and was dropped off at her dad's house. She was returned. I mean, uh, you never hear about kidnap victims, kidnapping victims surviving. So it was it was interesting in that way. Uh, the cops didn't believe her. What else is new? You know, cops aren't there to get the truth. They're there to, you know, come up with their own storyline and then make that storyline come to fruition. I'm gar- I, I mean, I I don't have faith in detectives very much. You know, uh, especially California, man. California just seems to have the worst fucking cops. I mean, these people. All cops are dumb. They're not bad. They're dumb. Sarah Silverman's show had a great line where she got pulled over by a cop. And the cop says, do you know why I pulled you over? And Sarah Silverman says, yeah, because you got all C's in high school. What are we doing? You know, all ACAD. All cops are dumb, man. It's an infuriating uh, documentary um, they did actually break the case. They found out who kidnapped her and raped her. Um, and, uh, this, the victim sued the Vallejo PD and settled out of court for like 2.5 million, which is not enough. I'm sorry. Uh, the person who, who solved the case was a female detective. That's not surprising. The only person that cared, you know, about solving the case was another woman. Men don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. At the end of the documentary, the um, the woman who was kidnapped said, I don't know what it would have taken for these these male cops to believe that I was kidnapped and raped. And I was like, you would have had to have been murdered. They would have had to have found your body and went, oh, something happened to her. Because you coming back from a kidnapping and telling them what happened, they're not going to believe that. That's too, no. I mean, some of the de- 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 detectives were like, yeah, I saw Gone Girl. I know what happened. It's like, are you fucking, these cops, man. I'm so glad they only make $35,000 a year. Maybe not in California, but man. All right, those are the movies I saw. This has been a fun episode. Uh, Again, I'm going to remind you of the uh, upcoming cities I have. I'm in Baltimore, uh, February 7th. Batavia, February 21st. I'm in Nashville, March 1st and 2nd. Come to the second show, please. It's more important to me. I'm in Cleveland at the end of March, March 25th. And then I'll be in uh, D.C. in June. Indianapolis and St. Louis tickets are not on sale yet, but I will be headed there in April. You can get all the tickets at heathershawcomedy.com. You can email me at heathershawiskidding at gmail.com and yell at me. Please don't uh, forget to subscribe wherever you listen. Rate, review, please. It gets me to the top. I want to be sitting next to Joe Rogan. Come on, baby. Um, Support the show if you'd like. Get an extra bonus episode every week that is more personal and has me just shit talking for an hour. Uh, by subscribing to my Patreon over at patreon.com slash heathershawcomedy. And you can follow me on uh, TikTok, Instagram, uh, mugshots.com, wherever you want. All right, till next time, see ya, stay gay, bye.